Hello and welcome to another episode of the Book Baby Spotlight Podcast, your home for conversations with authors, illustrators, editors, and other industry insiders from the world of self-publishing. I'm your host, Sam Saddam, and joining me today will be Pendleton Weiss, who wrote That Old Misty Country. First, though, a shout out to R.L. Stein, the author of Goosebumps, turned 77 years old today. Uh, well, today, when I'm recording, probably not when you're listening anymore, but happy birthday nonetheless. So my guest today, Pendleton Weiss, he wrote a book in a fairly interesting format, a lost footage type work that reminded me a little bit of the Blair Witch Project. The stories are all set in the titular Old Misty Country, an unspecified backwoods region with a dark past and present. Perfect for anyone looking to get lost in a fictional scary world. So cue the spooky sound effect chat and happy quarantine Halloween, folks. Mr. Weiss, how are you? I'm doing all right this morning. I think this is actually the first time I've talked to somebody publishing under a non-diplume. What made you decide that? I'm mainly focusing on uh, a number of different projects and uh, at least for writing it's uh, a very easy way to keep them organized so for the uh, especially the horror fiction that I'm working on uh, it's easier to just kind of put it underneath that name bubble. Is this a name you've used before? I've done it with some writing before if you search the name on YouTube you might be able to bring up an audio recording for one of the stories I've written. Otherwise, it was pretty much just a name I plucked out of thin air when I was thinking about it for the writing. Well, that answers the next question. <laughs> so how long have you been writing? Well, I suppose it depends on the scope of the writing, because obviously school keeps us writing throughout everything. But for, for pretty much writing on my own, uh, it's been a number of years for the most part, the collection of stories that I've put together for this book, if I look back to the uh, time codes on my computer here, I think most of them from uh, 2018 that I uh, finally got around to finishing up. But uh, there are certainly others that were started a couple years before that. So it's it's been about five or so years, I would say, at least for this uh, horror writing that I'm doing. As you say, you're in school now? Uh, no, I, I finished school a long time ago, so um, could say I started young, but not necessarily uh, in terms of horror writing at all. Gotcha. So is this your first published book? Uh, yes. I've been looking at the various types, and Book Baby, especially since it's been connected to uh, Amazon so easily, uh, it seemed like a good choice to start with, so learning a lot of the ins and outs and it provided a pretty easy way to do that so how did you come across us well i was mainly trying to get the book out uh for october and the halloween season easiest way i knew to do that was probably going to go through an ebook source and i know that amazon's pretty big on uh, ebooks so just scoping out on amazon and i found uh, the book baby tie-in uh, fairly easily through there and just doing a little bit of research into it it seemed like a good choice awesome glad you chose us 
so while I was reading your book, uh, I was reminded of uh, the movie As Above, So Below, or uh, even the Blair Witch Project. Uh, you know, you commit to this lost footage style. Where did that uh, come from? Various stories take on uh, different kind of writing styles. Uh, so it mainly focuses on just kind of which one fits best with the uh, for the different story. Uh, since this one, there's kind of a lot of exploration of the area. Um, it seemed to work out fairly well. So you have in the footnotes uh, info about different authors, things crossed out, things being incomprehensible. So did you consider making those uh, those asides as part of the text, or, or was it always just as a footnote because that's easier for ebooks? It's kind of a part of the text for the ebook. Uh, it's kind of an interesting choice because there's, it's kind of hidden until you actually click on it. So it'll add a little bit more depth for the story. Uh, when the printed version of the book comes out, it's going to be a little easier when it's at the bottom of the page to just kind of like drop down and read it. So it's interesting different uh, perspectives that you're going to have if you're reading ebook or for the, uh, the physical version. But... Uh, it's mainly just kind of an interesting way to tell that story, where it's uh, make the reader do a little little legwork for it. It reminded me of J.J. Uh, Abrams, who did a book a couple of years ago, where he had multiple mysteries being worked out in the margins while you know, alongside an actual book going on. Uh, it was called S, and that was one of the, the main books that popped in my mind. Did you read that or um, take any inspiration from there? I haven't heard of that one, but... Uh, I think I'll take a look at it now that you've mentioned it. Sure. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, it, it really fits in well. You know, he actually has kind of the the things that you were referencing, the, these found notes and uh, and margins, written notes crossed out in the margins. Like he does through and has all of those things in the book. Uh, there's even like some inserts that you have to pull out and try to piece together. So really cool. Well, I would certainly say that there's at least some hints of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft in there. I'm generally a fan of that kind of wider mythos sort of uh, thing for writing. So if I'm starting my own mythos, it's a good way to start it. And of course, there's all sorts of authors connected to that. I know Stephen King has taken some inspiration from that. Go back to some of the authors that Lovecraft was inspired by. I'm currently reading through Machin. So just just dabbling in all sorts of that kind of uh, older style, along with, uh, of course, it's October, so you've got to watch some of the horror movies that are floating around. I like the way that you construct all of this the mythos, that you just called it. Uh, the people in the towns in, in the old misty country seem to know there's something going on, but it, it's mostly just the way this weird town works, and they you know, they have that crazy relative that talked about it a lot. So is that all intentional, that you wanted to create this world? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, the stories are interconnected and certainly working on further books that are going to build off of that more. And it's, it's definitely a question of how much uh, certain people know, whereas other people obviously don't, depending on their various experiences and where they live, that sort of thing. So when you're constructing a horror book, how, how do you know where the borderline is? Is or if, is there a borderline? I guess uh, you know a spot where everything is fair game, or where the story is too horrific, you know, too far gone that you're going to lose the reader. 
Well, it's certainly going to depend on uh, the reader and the story. I know for this one, definitely wanted to be a bit more tame, and it's it's certainly good for certain types of horror, whether or not uh, you add a lot of detail or whether you keep it hidden. So if if you wanted to go very graphic into detail, you certainly could, but definitely, at least for this book, uh, for theme, you wanted to keep a lot of it hidden, uh, keep it mysterious, make it more of a lingering threat instead of just having it be like right in your face all the time. It makes me think of the, the shark from Jaws. You know, wasn't revealed until towards the end of the movie. Yeah, you, you definitely want to build a bit of suspense. And then if the shot comes at like the very end of the book with maybe a little bit of a cool down resolution, it's fine. Um, but otherwise, a lot of the time, it's it's the buildup that's important. So what about the realism aspect? You know, it might seem weird to be concerned about that, but I feel like there has to be something that the reader recognizes as real in order to really be in for this trip otherwise you know it could just get lost uh certainly you you want to keep them grounded at least a little bit if it kind of starts getting a little bit weirder as it goes on uh loses some of the realism uh it's certainly possible but then it's going to depend on whether or not you want it to be like very much rooted in uh reality or if it's kind of switching over into a, like a dream or a nightmare sort of scenario. Um, that's definitely something that you can think about as well as you're writing. And then, of course, depending on the reader, they're going to react differently. What were you trying to ground it in, that, that reality? I wanted it to be, hopefully, a place that you might drive by in the book. Obviously, it would be a little hard to stop there with the outskirts area and the huge trees that you'd have to pass through um but if you can imagine the scenario um i think you can find yourself there um obviously there are lots of little fears that can uh, get under your skin and then depending on the the larger uh story uh depending on the reader hopefully uh they can get some horror out of it as well was not naming the region important to that? You know, the title of that old misty country uh, kind of leads to a generic sense of this could be anywhere. Yeah, you obviously, if you're in a place that doesn't have the tall trees that kind of block out the sun and there isn't the like small mountain range nearby, then you're probably not going to be there. But for most places, you can probably know of some general area that's nearby. And so it's it's like maybe something's going on over in that spot. You won't necessarily know if you go there, and hopefully you don't, if there are some terrible things going on. <laughs> but keeping it uh, more generic, I feel, keeps it a little easier for people to go like, well, maybe it's over there, but maybe not. Um, I know for Stephen King, he loves to stereotypically put a lot of his stories out in New England yeah, certainly good for anybody who's over in New England, but uh, I'm on the other side of the coast, so obviously that isn't going to affect me quite as much. But there are certainly uh, foresty areas over here that could hint at something that this uh, book suggests. So what has the response been to your book so far? I've had generally favorable response. Need to get it out to a few more people, but... Uh, they're, they're certainly getting good reviews from the ones that I have gotten. And you're a little bit over a month out from your release date, so what are you doing now to prepare and push this title? 
I'm thinking about the best way to communicate it. Social media, I'm probably going to have to set up some uh, advertisement campaigns there. Probably look into talking to uh, other more commercial avenues. And of course, uh, hopefully this will have some sort of impact as well, our conversation here. Otherwise, probably a lot of word of mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Listeners, get to uh, store.bookbaby.com to purchase this title. Uh, so, are you, you said you're working on a second book already? Uh, yeah. This current one is a collection of about 12 stories, but just over these couple of years that I've been writing, I've been building up a large catalog, so it's mainly just a question of picking out the fragments that I've gotten started, finishing them, and then collecting them together. So I've, I've got a uh, sizable amount. So there, there's definitely a, uh, a short list I've created for book number two. And that's also going to be uh, set in that old Misty Country? Yeah, there, there's, there might be a, a bit of a spreading out, but yeah, most of it is going to be uh, continuing on in the same setting. There will probably be a couple recurring characters that you might find as well. So do you have any plans beyond that? I mean, it seems like this would fed up, set up pretty well for a TV show. You have uh, Lovecraft Country right now. You already mentioned Lovecraft. Uh, but, you know, it seems like the, the episodic nature would fit in really well. Um, if anyone wants to give me a TV show, I'd be fine with that. I'm not uh, necessarily reaching out to anything at this stage because I'm more focused on the uh, the writing of the book, getting a stable foundation. But, I mean, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> all right well fair enough uh thank you so much for your time today pendleton and that was pendleton weiss his collection of short stories at that old misty country is on bookshop now and it sounds like he's got a few more books to come if you're an author yourself and interested in publishing with book baby we'd love to hear from you our staff is standing by info at bookbaby.com please also remember to subscribe and share the book baby spotlight podcast Thanks again to Pendleton Weiss for joining me today and to Chad Hinson for producing this episode. Until next time, this has been the Book Baby Spotlight. Stay safe, everyone.